Yo, 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 this your boy JBJR with Fruit of the Boom Podcast. This is episode 25. Doing the solo dolo again. Matt is busy today, so I'm running the studio by myself. And today, 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 we have on the current winner, the December winner of Fresh Produce SEO. First timer, as they ran through the gauntlet with zero problem. This is one of my homies. Hey, there we go. See, there you go. <laughs> my boy, uh, Matt Thurman. How you doing, homie? How you doing, brother? Good, good. What's going on, man? Man, doing good, man. Being blessed, man. Just running the steel, man. Doing this, man. Enjoying this beautiful day, man. How are y'all doing, man? Because we also got a guest here with you. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm the fiance. My name is Sean Sheree. Pleasure also, also known as Cha-Cha. Also known as Cha-Cha. That's great. Awesome, awesome. Well, again, like I was telling you before the show, thank you both so much for coming out. I truly do appreciate it. Definitely want to have you on, especially since you won. That's the thing we do that anyone that's new that wins, we want to get them on an the episode of the podcast and interview them. So that's what we want to do. So, like I said, I'm running Solo Dolo today, and today we are at 3739 South Jefferson Avenue at Suburban Pro Studios, yeah, yeah. ran by the good people, Master Wiki and my boy Carter downstairs. Uh, they're going ahead and they're doing some work right now to handle their own business. Like I said, I'm running Solo Dolo, and we have to go ahead and get everything started. So, my brother, you already know, uh, we spoke about how this works, keep it natural, keep it simple. Yeah, definitely. So, that's how we're just going to do everything. So... The main question, as you've heard the podcast yourself, that I ask everyone, tell us about how you got into music. Gosh, so um, my mom, she actually got me and uh, one of my older brothers uh, into piano lessons. Um, he was eight years older than me, but I started piano lessons when I was four years old and mm. um, played all the way up until uh, middle school. But um, even with that, I was also um, in our uh, school band. so. I learned how to play the uh, trumpet, trombone, and drums, as well as taking piano lessons. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of my uh, start in terms of music, but I actually didn't start producing music until um, 2004, to okay. be exact, so. That's what's up, man. So let me tell you, uh, let me ask you like this. So in uh, 2004, when you got into music uh, production, what did you start using? Like what kind of, did you start using software, hardware? Like how did you start that? Oh, uh, so it, funny story. So I literally was um, just, I was about to go out one night and mm -hmm. um, I heard the song um, Through the Wire by Kanye West. Classic. So I, when I heard the sample and like how it was put together, I was just like, how did they do that? So mm -hmm. um, I literally just uh, start researching and FL Studio was the first software that uh, came up under my search online. So mm -hmm. uh, I downloaded the uh, demo. I think it was FL Studio version four at the time. And from that, uh, I just started using that. And uh, I was on FL Studio for well over 10 years. That's what's up. Yeah. Spell FL head, man. There we yeah. go. There we go. So uh, tell us, man. So do you use just strictly just the um, software FL? Do you just do um, clicking mouse with a keyboard and then just the keyboard mouse? Uh, just a regular keyboard, a like computer keyboard? Uh -huh. Or do you use hardware with it? Because I thought I've seen some of your like videos on IG. Because um, I do follow you on IG. We follow each other. Yeah. And we like each other's stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I see that you do use certain equipment. So how often do you use that equipment? Is that like a main thing? Or you just like, well, let me dust this off. I'm going to go ahead and start playing. Oh, so actually now um, I use hardware and software. Um, and I mainly go um, use out of Machina now. Okay. Um, but 
With FL starting off, um, it was just the keyboard, and then I kind of graduated into the um, M-Audio keyboards. Mm. Um, I think the Oxygen 49 is what I use for quite a bit. Okay. Um, but then, um, this was 2014. I, 2014 to 2015, I actually transitioned over to uh, the Machina Studio, and have been using that ever since, and I also use it with uh, Complete Control 49. So. That's what's up. Okay. That's what's up, man. So that's what's up. So uh, tell us, uh, so since, you know, we discussed like at the very beginning, you are the current winner of Fresh Produce. So like I said, you came through, you know, uh, I told, I, matter of fact, I told you about how I can't even tell you how many times I told you, yeah, you come did. down, you did. come through, check yeah. us out. You know, like I said, because we know each other from my standard. Yeah. And so, so I was like, hey, man, you know, I heard your shit. You dope as a motherfucker. You heard my shit. You know, you, we got mutual respect for one another. Yeah. I want to I want to see you in something like this. So yeah. one thing I always ask is, uh, is this is your is this your first beat battle experience or no? Um, so no. So, um, like I did the I standard, uh, I think that was 2013 when, when we did that, 2013, yeah. 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, and then before that, I did a couple other ones that was live, but then, um, before that, um, through uh, the website Nike Talk, they used to uh, have online beat battles. So, mm -hmm. I used to do that, um, throughout college, and okay, uh, Honestly, with the uh, iStandard one, that was the last one I did up until signing up for this one. And then um, I got a call a couple weeks ago to do one um, just on real short notice. So, um, yeah, over the past couple weeks, um, besides uh, the fr Fresh Produce one, I did one other one. But outside of that, I haven't been uh, doing uh, beat battles uh, quite as much as I used to. So. Okay, okay, I feel you, I feel you. So now that you just did, like I said, Fresh Produce, I'm going to lead into that. Uh, since you're brand new to this scene, for the most part, and you made definitely made a hell of an impression your first time, I would definitely say that you made one on me. I will say that, especially that <laughs> second round, that Appreciate second that. round track, man, because you know you went against a worthy opponent for real, and do be coming through. And this is that was his second time oh, coming yeah. through. So yeah, shout I out saw, to Flexworthy. Yeah, I, shout out to all the producers who came through because everyone had some heat. Yeah, and I, I saw Flexworthy uh, when I showed up last month uh, just to uh, spectate, and uh, I was like, yeah, he's definitely got potential, and he, he came with the second round. So. Oh, definitely, definitely, man. Like I said. I was like, oh man, it's like, okay, Flex Worthy coming through. I'm like, what Mac gonna do? And when I heard what you brought out, I was like, this nigga. <laughs> I was like, this nigga. I'm like, I was like, did this nigga really pay attention to what I said to him a long time ago? So I'm like, hey man, you know, because you know, we get a lot of trap stuff, we get a lot of yeah. things like nature. I was like, and Matt and I have said this like a long, long time ago, and I just happened to mention to you, I was like, I just want to hear something on like a verse, like a just blaze this type of mode just for a second. And then I was like, I, did he remember what the fuck I told him? And yeah. then I was like, yeah, <laughs> he did. Absolutely. I was um, like, that's what's up. So, you know, yeah. I, I didn't really think he was going to remember. I didn't really think he was going to remember that. I was just, I was like, man, it's like, it'd be dope if I heard something like this. Yeah. And I was like, and you brought it. And I appreciate that. You know, it's something I kind of personally wanted to hear in a while. Like, so I love all forms of music. Yeah. But it's just, my heart is just in that place. I've been in that place for a long time. I'm a long time Rockefeller fan. So, yeah. Just, that's my thing you know what I'm saying and it, again like I said um, I grew up um, starting off you know that Kanye West song and then studying Kanye Just Blaze Bing um, you know just that camp that definitely helped me mm -hmm. learn to make those types of beats and I make um, 
other types of beats as well and want to incorporate my own style into it but right. um just growing up you know that was the type of stuff that i was listening to so right 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 so uh, actually um and that's you know the same people as a matter of fact that you mentioned that's pretty much why i study myself and that's why still to this day like i'll go ahead and dust off some old shit some new shit just to retrain my mind but also listen to shit like you know Della, P. Rock, Max yeah. Wonder, Mad Lib, oh, yeah. Doom, shit like you know, shit like that. Yeah. Or you know, I just kind of reconfigure my brain, or I just go out of box sometimes, just listen to something different. Yeah. Um, but but back to Fresh Produce, just a second though. But uh, so since like I said, it's your first time in the scene, you made that definite impression, like I said. So since it's your first time out, what are your feelings on Fresh Produce? And matter of fact, I want to ask this question for both of you, cause. I want to ask your fiance as well, since you know, since she is the lady of your life, and you know, seems like a big supporter, because I saw her out there as well, supporting the man, which is fucking. That's what's up. <laughs> there you go. That's what you're supposed to be doing. So, uh, so just tell me, I mean, and you guys can talk at the same time, converse, however you want to do it. But I just want to know, what are you your, your feelings on what you've seen and the energy that you felt at Fresh Produce, you know, at our scene? Yeah. So when I went in November, um, and I know. Like you said, you were uh, trying to get me out to uh, just show up uh, for several months. So mm. I just feel like the entire platform in itself is definitely great for um, St. Louis producers and whoever else that want to come in town. And I know like Flexworthy, I think he's from Mexico, Missouri. So mm. um, I felt the platform was um, just great. And um, I actually I've invited several people um, that's producing like, hey, you should try it out, even if you're not like, you know, in the beat battle realm of things. At least getting your music out there and seeing what other people that are like-minded to yourself um, in the area is doing, that's definitely going to be a plus and help you out. So mm. going to it in November definitely helped me out and it made me help prepare to uh, say like, okay, this is what they're doing and like, you know, this is what I can do to add to it. Right, right, so right. So that's how, um, approaching it for December, that's how I uh, help prepare myself for it. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah. And that's, and that's one thing I tell people like, you know... Um, with just our scene in general with B battles, uh, I tell people, you know, we are real laid back, supportive mm -hmm. crew. You no, know, we all we treat it like a brotherhood kind of scenario, yeah. man. So we all, you know, no matter where you come from, you know, what kind of background you come as musically or just period, you know, yeah. if you come from a trap background, we want you. Yeah, you come from a boom bap background. We want you. You come from a pop background. We want you. We come from a soul background, a rock background, EDM background, techno, electro, yeah, dubstep, whatever. You know, whatever your fuck. I mean, fuck it. We'll even. I'm gonna run this seat someone bringing up some dope ass country shit just to bring, <laughs> just to be, just to be out of the box. Hey, as and long, I don't even like long, country like that. As long this. as it's good music. Exactly, that's the big thing, and that's why, man, we like yeah. I don't even fuck with country like that, but I just just to hear something out of the box, that'd be dope. Yeah, but you know, and that's kind of how I, you know I see, like I say, you know what I've seen and how you experienced and you saw for yourself and things of that nature. And I know it's your first time out as well, so if yes. you choose to speak on it, you know you don't have to if you don't want to. But, I'll speak, I'll speak. But uh, as a we, yeah. as a spectator, I my first impression was that it was very professional. I think yeah. I was expecting it to be a little ratchet, you know, everyone to have the same types of beats and things like that, but mm -hmm. I was impressed. I'm not gonna lie. I For knew sure. he was going up against some tough competitors, competitions, but I really enjoyed the fact that every producer, which I'll call them an artist in this case, mm -hmm. but every artist had their, their own lane, they had their own tone that they'd set, and everyone's music was actually amazing. Although my boo won. 
There you <laughs> well, go. No, guess what, man? Well, all the guys, they did a really, really amazing job. And just as a woman, mm -hmm. yes, I support my men, but I'm the one that's like, I either want the twerking music or the feel-good music. Mm -hmm. Every one of those beats that I heard, I really could just jam out to, whether it be shower singing, in the club dancing, driving in my car. Mm -hmm. I was impressed. That's what's up. Yeah. See? Yeah. And that's and that's what we look and that's you know and I love to hear things like that you know and because I always like to get the perspective from uh like I love to get the female perspective because well, I'm always gonna get the male perspective all the time as far as what niggas like like we look like we love shit that not good like you no know, me and you got similar tastes and shit so yeah. you know we gonna like what we like but you know to hear it from the fem uh, from female perspective like I talk to my wife about it all the time shout out to my baby Erica uh, you know she was there to be battle with me and you know this is her first uh, few times coming out to the new spot and she loves it. and more or less like what you just said is how she feels too <laughs> and it's like you know and that's one thing that I love about what we have going on is because yeah. it can bring someone together there, you know, like, oh, well, I don't know if this is going to be my thing. Like, oh, shit, this is not what I expected. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's like, oh, this is actually pretty dope. Producers, huh? But like, you know, you because like you said, you used to seeing rats and shit, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, and that's just, yeah. you know, the nature of the game. This is what it is, what it is, you know, when it comes to clubs and shit like that. And one thing to add to that on, on top of the music, everybody was just super cool. I mean, it's obviously, uh, yeah, and supportive. I know, obviously, everybody wanted to uh, win and, you know, going into it. But even outside of that, um, some beat battles I've seen in the past, like, you know, you got some people that are salty that they lost and feel right. like that they should have won and, you know, kind of give a, you know, side type of attitude. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, with this, everybody was cool and very supportive regardless. So, like, that that's one thing um, on top of everything else that was really cool about going to it. Absolutely, man. Like, that's why I was saying earlier, man, with the whole brotherhood scenario, like, everyone helps everyone out in some way. Like I said, we have not only DJ, um, excuse me, producers, but we also have DJs, engineers to come out, and everyone literally helps each other out. It's basically, I call it, I said on the show, excuse me, a few times, which is a steel sharpening steel situation. Like, oh, you, so you, you look at it as, yeah. like I said, people come, like I said, mind you, yes, you won, you got studio time, you got money out of it, which is always a plus. Yeah. Always a plus. And never take that for yeah. granted. But I always tell folks at the end of the day that it's about the networking part of it, and it's about just improving your skill set as a producer in general. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's the yeah. whole point of the thing. Like, yeah, you. Yeah, you want some money, okay, and that money can be spent in a day, like a hundred dollars can be spent in a day, depending on who the fuck you are. Yeah. But you know, but it's at the end of the day, if you made a connection with another artist or another producer that could potentially get you more money. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, know yeah. you know, get you somewhere else or take you a certain place or someone has the right connect to get you to the right person, mm -hmm. there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's why I tell people all the time, like I tell all producers and stuff, the engineers and DJs as well, even artists, man, I definitely tell artists, come out. Support the support your producer, man. Support the producer. Come oh, out. If I was yeah. a, if I was an artist looking for beats, I mean that's the connect right there. Just one hundred percent. And it's and and the best and, thing I tell people about this event. It's free. Free 99. You not paying shit. All you got to do is walk in the motherfucker. Yep. Walk in. What up? Say hi to people. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Have a beer. Have a drink. You know, do whichever you do. Whatever advice you want to have. Do that shit. You yep. know, we that's, we, but that sending time, like I said, we all cool with the end of the day. Yeah. And that's one thing I saw. Like, and that's why I wanted you to, in particular, come out cause, because we've seen I stand together, because we yeah. converse about shit. You know, that's why I wanted you and anyone out there listening, you know, that's a producer in the St. Louis area or just 
just in the outskirts of the St. Louis area, even Illinois, or if you're in KC or Chicago, or even Memphis, man, come fuck with us. You know, yeah. this is what we do. You know, and like I said, you see these brand new people coming on the show all the time. We literally in standing room only situation at this point. Like the crowd itself was like pretty fucking packed. Oh yeah, yes. it was standing room only uh, this month, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and shout out to Black and the homie Black Spade, the OG coming through with his yeah. performance. Set. You know, I definitely know he brought out a good share of people too, man. I truly do appreciate that, man. So shout out to the big homie. Yeah. I definitely want to get him on the show. But uh, and speaking of which, that's a perfect segue, as a matter of fact. Um, with your production, have you ever thought about um, at one point in time since you've done like showcases like I Standard and things of that nature, like getting up with more performing and showcasing your stuff off, like kind of like on a showcase level in a sense? Like, you know, what, what, have you thought about doing other? Uh, have you done other ones, or have you thought about doing more? Of them? You know, I haven't done that, um, but in terms of like um, putting out beat tapes, um, that's something that I'm thinking about doing um, in the near future. Actually, mm. some of the stuff that um, I'm playing now. Um, on here it was from a beat tape that okay. was supposed to release like a year ago okay. but yeah that's um, definitely something that a lot more producers are doing in terms of um, you know showcasing um, in that type of platform and mm. this is definitely something uh, I haven't necessarily thought about it in the past but I'd definitely be open to it yeah Okay, but yeah, man, I'll tell you something to look into. I mean, I've done beat tapes and shit in the past. Mm. I had homies like a good home, uh, friend of mine that stayed out in Cali now. Shout out to my boy, Bo Willie, a fellow UC the graduate of mine, man. Mm. Uh, he went ahead, um, he out in Cali right now, came out with his beat tape. They came out on Spotify. Bo got beats. Check that, check that shit out. Holla yeah. at my partner. Uh, you know, and it's stuff like that, you know, and I might more like I'm getting back into it myself. Like, that's going to be probably something I'm starting back doing the 2018 my damn self. Definitely. But yeah, I mean, but you know, I always say, like, especially for someone like you, because I know you met, like, you seem like you've met and talked to different people like the Just Blazes and shit like that. Yeah. So, you know, and that's like, actually a good um, segue. And um, how did you meet people like Just Blazes? Was it just through the showcases or so, just online? Or how did that, How did you come across meeting people like One that? thing um, that uh, when you had uh, Major 88 on here, um, he mm. was talking about a big thing for producers is that you got to get on road mm -hmm. like you got you have to um you can't just stay in your city and expect everything to occur unless right. you're in like in atlanta or new york or la or something like that so right. um back then um like i would just set out like a set amount of money um to travel and just kind of show up in places and um one thing that i realized is that if you just show up to events you never know what's going to happen so the uh, crazy thing with um just blaze was that um i had a i had a trip to new york planned probably a couple months in advance and i was going to go with uh, some other artists that i work with um mm -hmm. locally and kind of last minute uh, they weren't able to go so um, I had canceled uh, my hotel reservations and I thought I had canceled both of my plane tickets, but um, I had actually just canceled one. So uh, one of my uh, friends, uh, J.R. Allen um, out in Jersey, he had hit me up the day before of, uh, the event from Just Blaze and said like, hey man, like you should have came up here, uh, Just Blaze, he's got something at Stadium Red. And I was like, oh man. So like I'm looking, um, looking at flights and you know, the day before flying out, flights are crazy expensive so mm. i was like man like what can i do so like i was thinking about it and 
I don't know if you remember this child, but like the day of, I was like, hey, I found out that I didn't cancel my other flight. And um, I looked and uh, I flew Delta. And it was, surprisingly, they had a flight for like $200. So mm. I ended up um, putting that on my city credit card mm. and uh, <laughs> flying out there like with like very little notice. So didn't have a place to stay at the time, but um, ended up um, flying out to LaGuardia took a uh, cab ride straight to Harlem. Um, that's where the studio was at. Mm -hmm. And um, in the studio, um, I actually had met a lot of people um, that I had met with before in New York. And just um, standing by producers that have like been Grammy nominated, like Omen, um, not knowing who they are until like I'm face to face with them. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually uh, ended up meeting these two random guys who I ended up finding out they were the uh, owners of the studio. And um, they were like, hey, have you met Just Blaze yet? And I'm like, nah, nah, I haven't. And they were shocked that I um, actually flew from St. Louis the day of to uh, go up there. So mm -hmm. they um, took me to uh, one of the uh, back rooms and introduced me to him. And he was like, oh, you're the dude from Twitter who said he's going to fly up here. And I was like, yeah, I actually flew up. Here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. So um, he, was like, nice. he was like, hey, uh, before we end uh, this evening, um, I want to hear some of your beats. So um, I played him two beats. And um, he gave me a constructive criticism. Um, mm -hmm. He gave me the plus and he gave me the not so pluses but mm -hmm. that experience in itself like I stood out just in the sense of um, a lot of people that knew about the event in New York didn't show up and he was like for you to fly out here like on you know last minute notice without a place to stay at the time like you know that's really big so that's just something um in terms of producers artists um in terms of getting your name and brand out and then just also uh, being able to learn more um mm -hmm. you can't do everything just in front of a computer making beats as well as um you know just around your local city so exactly exactly yeah now that's all, it's definitely a big thing, man, to go out and travel, man, network and meet all the people that you need to meet, man. I mean, that's that's one thing I know I need to go ahead and know because you no know, life just happens, so I gotta go ahead and make sure you know. Twenty eighteen, that's a big thing, resolution of mine. Yeah, just go ahead and start getting back in my ground on that, definitely, man. But now, like, that's one thing I think that's huge because um, I know Spade, shout out to Black Spade, gave me that advice a long time ago, which is just travel, just try to travel, yeah. try to get out there, try to do what you need to do. Yeah. And so, and that's one one thing, like you said, Eddie A. Key said it, you saying it, um, which man stop believe, shout out to him, the OG, he told me the same thing, you know, that's like the consistent thing is travel, travel, travel. Yeah. So just get out there, you know, like I said, and at the same time, you know, you know, you know, if, if you, you can't, you know, for whatever reason, you know, at least try to do what you can with what little you have. Like, mm -hmm. try, you know, because you never know what may happen. I mean, lightning strikes in random places. Yeah. So you never fucking know what's going to happen. Half the battle is showing up. And exactly. When, when you get there, you never know what's going to happen. So That's the whole point. Like, yeah. do what you can do, what you can do, man. That's, yeah. the, that's the main thing I always tell folks. But uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you spoke on, like, you saying you have artists. So tell us who all you've worked with so far as far as your uh, music production and collaborations. Gosh, um, I've got a uh, person in Kansas City by the name of Dutch Young. Uh, who's a Dashiki really, Dutch. Yeah, yeah, really dope artist. Um, <laughs> I've been working with him. Uh, locally, um, I don't know if you've heard of him before, but um, City Ant. Um, he okay. used to uh, perform at the High Point uh, back in the day uh, for the uh, rap battles. But um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely familiar with the worked name. Worked with yeah. him. 
Um, actually, myself, um, I told myself this year I was going to put out a project for myself that really? includes rapping, but okay. haven't done it yet, but I have recorded um, a good amount of material for it. But um, All right, that, all right. Yeah, as of recently, um, those are the main uh, people um, as mm -hmm. of right now. And then also um, throughout college, um, just a lot of uh, people in school, whether producing for, writing stuff for, or just engineering for, um, that's things i've been working on so mm. yeah that's what's up man so um are you looking uh so let me ask you this now are you trying to look to work with more artists in the city out of the city or are you trying to do something different or you're trying uh, to, like where are you at right now actually both um one thing um including going to uh the uh fresh produce uh beat battle is uh, getting connected more within the city um okay. that's one thing um, that personally like I've said I need to do more of um, because obviously like I've over the years I've done a lot of traveling and met a lot of um, upcoming artists that way mm -hmm. um, but in terms of working within the city because we got a, a ton of dope talent right just, uh, focusing on working more within the city too so, I feel you yeah. yeah it's always good man to work in the hometown and do what you can do man you yeah. know try to work with who you can who's basically all I would say who's willing to work with you yeah that'd probably be a better thing because you know no, it is what it is. No, you got, but you know, you got to work with who want to work with you. you know, because sometimes everyone's just not the best fit for like your production style, personality, whatever the case yeah. may be. But work with who you want to work with. Yeah. And as far as like, let me ask you this: since we talked about um, working with people, and since we spoke about popular people like Just Blaze. Who do you want to work with on a on a well-known level? And they could be mainstream or they mm. could be underground. Like who's someone you like or a group or like or name some people that's like, ooh, if I could work with them, shit. Uh, they gotcha. Um well one one that immediately comes to mind because I had actually sent them beats a few years ago, mm -hmm. um, and just nothing transpired from it, but Ghostface. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, like um I met with his uh manager at the time and um uh, got the opportunity he even tweeted me out saying uh, the music was dope but to get that connection back into place uh, that would be um, an ideal situation for me um, and then outside of that if uh, Jay if he's not working with no ID exclusively <laughs> who if don't I, want if, if, I get, if I could give one beat on Hova you know that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, the ideal goal man, Psh, man. So, who, who don't want to track with yeah. Jay dude look yeah. who don't want to track with Jay that's, I think that's like a, a general sense I think it's people like Jay Three stacks, K dot, people yeah. like that. I mean, who, who do, who don't want to track yeah. with them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, those, those are definitely notches yeah. on the belt. Hell yeah, man, absolutely, man. So, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I mean, from what I've been hearing so far, just you know, we've been talking, you know, because I've definitely been you know paying attention to what you've been saying, but at the same time, vibing to what's been going on, and uh, I can definitely see it, man. Yeah, I, I definitely see it, like 100, percent like. It's it, like it just comes down to lightning striking, just yeah. right place, right time, right person getting on the track, or the Absolutely. right person hearing your track, and then for real, it really's gonna be nothing once once it get hurt. Yeah, because that's that's the way I feel about it, you know. Because I mean, you have a pretty solid, from what I'm hearing, pretty solid production style, and that's stuff that you know that. I like, you know, yeah. I really fuck with, and a lot of people can do a lot of shit with, no matter if you're on like a pop realm, yeah. R&B realm, or a hip hop realm, it, it will work in either way. And that, and it's crazy you uh, mentioned style, um, obviously I have my influences, but in terms of style, 
Um, I just think my biggest thing is I just want it to sound hot mm. to me um, and make it make sure that it sounds hip hop, but in my own unique way. Right, right. Um, and like I don't. One thing that I've always told myself is like I never really want to make the same beat twice. Mm. And a lot of people have their own styles and signature sounds, but. I when I'm produced it's based on emotion and like I have different emotions like every day everybody is you know individual and some days they feel happy some days they feel sad mm -hmm. um so like I produce based on how I'm feeling at that moment right, so right. like from that um I could be listening to some 80s rock songs and sample that or I could be in a um 90s R&B mode and you know try to do something on that wave so it, from all of that like you just that becomes my own style even though it's not a set lane so that that's mm -hmm. something um that i try to do and you know work when i'm working with artists just say like hey you know what lane do you want to go in and i'll i'll meet you there right, so, right yeah that's what's up man i mean i mean i think that's like the best way it works i mean based on what i'm getting out of it you don't force yourself to do it you just yeah when it comes to you or whatever emotion like how you feel yeah that's what you put out basically absolutely yeah that you know and you know what to be totally honest with you, I've been hearing that more and more and more often now, mm -hmm. with like more creative people. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with someone cranking out tracks like back and forth. Like I said, I know people like uh, when Matt used to sell tracks it's like that. I know he used to do it. And I oh, know, absolutely. Uh, I know people like Wishmaster does it. I know a few yeah. of my homies like this here to sell tracks in Chicago and overseas and shit like that. They do that with tracks, and there's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with that. But I've just been noticing that lately. Like, yeah. it's been more of a case where, well, I'm just gonna make tracks when it comes to when it, when I feel it. Yeah. And I think for me, and, I'm, and I can only speak for myself, that for me, that works because if you just, for me, if I'm going to try to crank out some, sure, I can crank out a bunch of tracks, but yeah. art is going to be the quality and like how I would normally want it. Like yeah. it's going to be up to par with how I truly want it. Do I want some cookie cutter or do I want something I know is going to be like yeah and that's the you know thing that's like I, I i get so envious of people when they say they're making five and ten tracks a day and i was like how can i do that and um, no wrong with that yeah like i would love if i knew how to do that the way that i wanted to make my tracks then mm -hmm. i absolutely would do it but like i just i can't and that's something that i can definitely improve upon as well but Generally, like if I'm working on a track, like I'll start it one day mm. and then probably come back to it the next day to see if I liked what I did the day before. And if so, I'll build upon that. And then in some cases, days or weeks later, I'll come back to it and add to it. All right. Um, so, so like a bunch of uh, skeleton tracks, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I do the same. Like, no, I'm, I'll operate the same way. So, but yeah, yeah, if somebody could teach me how to do five beats a day, like, I would love that, you know. So. You, you know what? It comes down, you know, I used to, at one point, I used to do that back in the day, like my late teens, early 20s, I used to mm. do that, man. Like, that was my thing. Like, I when I had nothing going on, that's I was on some Kanye West five beats Be a day. Before we, Sonya, some before we came, yeah. became adults. Before we, got, before we started getting adults and jobs and responsibilities yeah. and shit. Yeah. You know, that, that was my thing. You know, I had, you know, of course, I need to pay bills, so I had to slow down on doing it as much yeah. as I needed to. But when you know, shit. But when the time came, came for when I had nothing going on, that's what I would do: be at the computer with a broken ass laptop. Oh man, <laughs> a broken. Shit. I mean, no lie. I think I want to say from 2009 to 2000. When did I get my computer? 2012. From 2009 to 2012 to the summer 2009, summer 2000, spring of 2012. Excuse me. I had this old ass laptop, right? 
so my laptop is an old laptop I got from school. It's old ass Dell attitude that was on his last. Shout out leg. to the Dells. Yes. <laughs> Talking about battery was fucked up. Oh man. Sound card was fucked up. Uh, it, it, it was kind of virus ridden mm-hmm. to an extent, but. All the beat battles and a lot of beat battles I was going gauntless with, that's what I used. And, yeah. and I worked on a handy, and like, and I literally worked in mono. I didn't work in stereo until I got my other computer. Man. And so I never worked in mono, I never worked in stereo until maybe about five years ago. <laughs> so I was like, so I was like, damn, like, what the fuck? So, yeah. I mean, have you ever had to deal with that, like, like shoddy ass equipment? I mean, oh, I, need, absolutely. I, I think every producer oh, has. So that's yeah. a perfect segue. So have you had to deal with that? Yeah. Um, speaking of the Dells, um, I had a Dell XPS 240, I think. Oh, shit. From 2005 to 2015. Ran, ran FL Studio 4 through 8 on it and um yeah i mean like i used it to it to it just stop working um i understand on top of that um when i was running pro tools uh le i think the version 7 on it uh it had the inbox one mm. with uh the the interface was half broken but you know it sometimes uh you plug it into the uh plug in the headphones into it sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't so <laughs> but i mean like you had to do what you had to do I understand. Um, I think, um, uh, for real, I understand. And um, like I told you, up until 2015, um, I was FL, um, and then I switched to Machina. But I mean, like with that, like I learned, you know, so much with the the platform that I had. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the things that made me better. And I think the transition to Machina wasn't that hard right, because right. I had to learn, you know, so much with you know less equipment and you know broken equipment. So, mm. man, look. When I tell you when I had <coughs> literally like I would be at beat battles sometimes and people can testify for this. Like sometimes I'll bring my laptop with me, I would play tracks. Um sometimes I would just burn them on a CD cause mm-hmm. and cause I couldn't use my laptop, so I'd burn a CD, play it right there. Sometimes if we had to do some on the spot shit, I would have that same broke ass laptop. <laughs> and I've done it before, man. Yeah. Like it's I think that's one of those things it's kinda like I think it's something that I I learned from Knife Wonder a long time ago. Shout out to him yeah. um, when he made, uh, mentioned in the interview, which was it's not the machine, it's the man behind the machine. Oh, absolutely. So I can get you, so it's kind of like I tell folks all the time. Yeah, I can have Timberland's whole setup, but I can't beat Timberland. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I can't do that. So it's like it's for me to make do and still making do what I got right now. You know, as as well as you, you know, making you know what I'm hearing now, impressive. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, and one crazy thing, and um, a lot of people don't know this. Like all the beats that I played the other day, um, like I've got the uh, Native Instruments um, complete series, but w- basically what came with the uh, system. But mm. in terms of um, plugins and all that stuff, I really don't use that many. And you know yeah. what? And um, good friend of mine, shout out to uh, Scott Styles, man. He um, he's real, real good at uh, FL, and he told me the similar, some similar shit like yeah. that. And that's kind of like how I even do. Like I don't add like a lot of, and this is a tip. I don't add a lot of plugins and shit to my yeah. stuff. Like I just layer my drums or yeah. layer my samples if I sample whatever like that. And layer my sounds and just volume adjust for the most yeah. part because because I mean as we know. You putting too much compression, or you doing? Some, I'm, I'm basically leaving it open ended enough for an engineer to do what the fuck he Absolutely. or she needs to do. Yeah, and that's a huge thing. Um, 
I think a lot of people put so much into it to mm. where by the time it gets to an engineer, it's just like, okay, what do you want me to do with it? Right. Because, um, you know, so much is already into the track to where I like to, you know, give a lot, but give enough space, not only for right. the artist, but also the engineer to do what they have to do. Exactly. Because, yeah, because like you say, you don't want double compression if you already got some compressed you don't want it to be double compressed yeah and then it sounds flat as hell it's like no yeah. like you already got this enough or if you added a bunch of effects like a bunch of uh i don't know a bunch of uh flanger type shit or a yeah. bunch of quiet whisper shit type stuff it's like you mm. yeah if they got nine i'm pretty sure 99 percent of the time they have the same as that kind of effects so yeah Better off just letting them just recreate it yeah. right there on the spot so they at least sound better and sound more clean. Absolutely. Know? But, you know, it's, it's something even I had to learn over time. Like, it's something I didn't come out the gate knowing. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. 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 Like, when I first start really using, like, reverb, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can do this with it, and I wasn't utilizing it right. So, right. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's right. trial and error. Same here with, like, uh, the Fruity Limited, man. Like, I didn't understand how the shit worked for real. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I understood it, but not 100% to a point that I would overuse it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so the whole point is to make sure nothing peaks over zero. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And when I found out I can just do that naturally without having to use the limiter, I was yeah. like, okay, throw so say, go ahead and just I need to, throw mastering on it, boom, there you mm -hmm. go. Yeah. And everything never peaks over zero. Yeah. It has to get the same fit. So I'm like, okay. Took some trial and error, took some time. Yeah. But I did it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And so, you know, and I, I kind of tell people the same things like, you know, don't overuse shit on your tracks. Yeah. Because if you do, like I just mentioned, you're going to have shit sounding double compressed, sounding flat, sounding muddy, and you don't yeah. want that, you know. And I'll tell even uh, anyone, even at the beat battles, man, um, kind of reeling that back in. Same thing, like, anyone come and talk to me about, like, why your track didn't get on. And I'm, I'm speaking to anyone that's listening that's a competitor or a future competitor. You know, understand that, you know, we are unbiased. And if you ask me to tell you about your track, I will tell you about your track. I'll tell you, like you said, like, we just like did with you. I'll tell you the pros. I'll tell you the cons. Yeah. And like you also said earlier, constructive criticism is key. Oh yeah, and that's why I think a lot of people. I mean, they look at me like, "How are you able to constructively criticize what this person does?" I and mean, they, they like, there was nothing wrong with that track. Said, "No, no, it was there was something wrong with the track." Yeah, like, no. If you listen to music long enough, you study long shit, you can pick out certain things now. And, and but I mean, it's but you don't want to. But I understand at the same time you don't want to. How should I say? You don't want to seem like you're coming off as a hater or mean because right. some didn't win it. You don't want to seem like that, but you also want right. to say, hey, man, shit was dope, but this is what happened. And you also, as a producer and artist, you also have to know how to deal with that constructive criticism. Exactly. Because you do. a lot of people, if somebody says like, hey, your track sucks or your track isn't this, people will automatically assume that, oh, that person's just hating and it's not necessarily that all of the time, mm. especially in one hand, like you, you got to know the person, you got to know their intentions. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of just being able to, you know, take it like from a business consulting perspective. Right. Um, if it's just like, hey, like, you know, this was cool, but work on in something you've talked about, you know, like you were off key here or your mix wasn't good there. So like 
taking that and growing from it. You can either do two things with it. You can either take it and it's like, okay, I'm going to do better for the next time, or you're going to be like, all right, screw that dude. Like, he don't know what he's talking about. Exactly. But speaking of which, since, you know, let me ask you this. What's one um, one of the biggest pieces of constructive criticism that you received that made you like, yeah, I need to change my shit? Oh, man. Um, shoot. Uh, gosh, that that's a great question. Um, one... One uh, producer mentioned to me like, hey, man, like, you know, your musicality is there, but, you know, you got to make it hit. You got to make your drums hit. Mm -hmm. um, and that was just something like as a producer, like, you know, you you want to pride yourself on your drums. And I was like, oh, man, and this was in front of a crowd of people like I didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm like, oh, man, like I got to come back to the town with the. Uh, my drums not knocking and improving upon that but um in retrospect it, it definitely helped me out it yeah made me and yeah, yeah and that's important man uh matter of fact let me ask you this so does future wifey ever hear anything give any constructive criticism um, <laughs> she like <laughs> well constructive criticism um the final beat and she probably won't want me to say this but she wasn't feeling the final beat that i played as much as the other ones but even mm. with, um, even with that, I mean, like a lot of people really like that beat um, more than some of the other ones. So it, it's just, you know, I take that and it's like, OK, like, you know, I can see what I can do, you know, better to it. So this is all. Uh, oh, no, no. Uh, she, she, you want to say so? No, no, no. Let's no, no, ready to speak. No, let's Disclaimer, speak. Let's speak. I didn't say I did not like the beat. I said I didn't like it last. OK. And in saying that. that, I just felt like. All the other beats just they move me more right but based on you saying that if i played that last beat first there may right. not have been a second beat well, <laughs> that is true depending, yes. depending on your critique i right. may not have made it to the second round but it's not but so. at the end of the day you know because i do that with my i do that with my wife man you know thank god my wife is musically inclined so you know because i do ask her for you know i was like hey i need a second opinion yeah how's it sound because i know you got to hear it too so I'm glad I'm not the only one who experiences that. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. But when we're at home, I I let him be. So if he's making music, with, with I'm not in there. On. With his headphones on. Now I'll come in there every now and then mm -hmm. and, you know, dance, try to hear something, make it be myself. But mm -hmm. I let him have his space. So he has his own studio mm -hmm. in our home. Thanks. I don't have any space. Besides everything else in the house. But he has his own studio. <laughs> Just want you guys to know that. Yeah. <laughs> One shout out. I will I, I will give her this. And the beehive, if they're listening, they, they may feel a certain type of way. Be very careful but, on that, bro. Right. Well, I'll be saying, but be very careful. Very careful. <laughs> very but careful. Um, with uh, Beyonce's last album, Lemonade, mm. um, she was all about it she's a huge beyonce fan and i'm like oh, okay whatever like i didn't listen to it until i realized um she did that track what's the one with just blaze freedom oh, freedom freedom i heard that i'm like oh my god oh, yeah, I'm and, dope. and then <laughs> then heard that um beyonce co-produced that song mm -hmm. with them and basically like you know say like hey this is what i want um, you know, can you flip this sample, do it this way? And then I was like, you know what, let me check this album out, see what else she got on here. And the album is incredibly produced. Hot fire. Right. <laughs> she um, looks at you like hot fire, nigga. So no, like, and I mean like 
Yeah, and I mean like the the song that uh, she's got uh, with the weekend uh, with the Six sample. Yeah, I, I'm like this is this is incredible and it's hip hop. Mm-hmm. So even though it's an R and B Beyonce pop album, it's pretty hip hop. So I know, like no lemonade. Like I have to give another lemonade another listen to. But now from what I heard so far, it was dope. It yeah. was, musically, it is dope as hell. Like I will say. It made Jay Z make four forty four. It did. <laughs> it made him eight mile himself. I mean, I'll, I'll say that <laughs> he eight mile himself on that yeah. whole damn song. And I don't know. If, I don't know if you heard about this, but Jay mentioned like you know he was with Beyonce the entire time in creating both albums. So like he knew what Beyonce was gonna say and talk. About. Oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure he did. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty certain he did. Yeah. But but for that collective to make that type of music, and then if you want to include Solange as well, like I mean mm. those are three incredible bodies of music. Exactly. Not just for the current times, but just for whenever. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, man. I mean, it's some, it's some fantastic shit, man. That's all I must yeah. I can say. Oh, look at my bay in formation. <laughs> oh, too much now. <laughs> so let me ask you a question, man. Something I ask a lot of people, man, because like I say, of course, I'm hearing the musicality. Uh, and one thing I always say is music theory. Do you mm. know it or no? Yeah, yeah, and funny story, I don't know it as much as I did when I was a kid, mm-hmm. taking piano lessons weekly, but um, that was actually one of the things uh, in taking piano lessons that I enjoyed the most, and Speak just iron- ironically, just um, from when I was four years on on up, I never realized like I would be making music in this capacity mm-hmm. now. But um, like part of my lessons would be like actually practicing, but then also part of my lessons would be writing music, um, actual sheet music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not writing sheet music now, but I know the basis of when I'm working on a record and hearing samples on what proper keys they need to be in, what I need to play to get this type of effect. Um, you know, so definitely music theory that that's something um, and I know you've recommended this um, on the podcast, but that's probably one of the biggest things for producers in terms of getting better. Speak on it. Um, definitely learn whether it's you do an online class or, you know, just read up on it, look at YouTube, whatever. Speak um, on it. That's um, that's huge. Um, on top of training your ear, but training your ear in music theory, like it'll come together once you learn it. So I can't. You like I don't know. I can't even keep track of how many people to say I had told them to just talk about it because I know it's a lot of people that came over our musicians that said the same thing you said. Yeah, important as fuck. Yeah, and by far <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not the best musician on any aspect but in terms of music theory like that's kind of the basis on top of everything else that i do in terms of production it's the so, found it's the foundation yeah. like and it, i mean and that's what and that's why i tell people like like you just said people are like well no i don't want to feel like going to flow or merrimack and those community colleges if you're out of, uh, out of st louis i don't want to go to flow or merrimack or something i won't pay that money go to youtube like you just said youtube Mm-hmm. Dude, even with that, like, I mean, even if, I guarantee you, no producer has ever said like, "Hey, I took basic classes, and I feel like I didn't get any better as a producer." You, it's no way. Now, it's no way. It could be cases to where, like, if you're trying to like train to become a classically trained pianist, like that may, you know, that could be a plus and maybe not so much, but you're going to take something out of that. Exactly. Um, just in general to where it'll help your production style. Exactly. So, and and that's why I always try to have people that I know that has, that's 
especially that are musically inclined, you know, to speak on that because it's important. Yeah. It's very important. So, you know, shout out to my boy Adre, you know, because <laughs> he was the one person that I all started from. So, yeah, my brother, I had to, you know, I got to do it, man. But, you know, but shout out to you, homie. But, uh, yeah, man, but I want to tell people, like, all the time, man, music theory is important. Like I said, yeah. I like, even on my free time, I brush up on it. You yeah. know, just because, you know, like I said, yeah. I used to play saxophone back in the day. I used to sing choir when I was a child, so I had to know this stuff. Yeah. So it was like, all right, so I had to know it. Yeah. So it, it stuck with me. Thankfully, it stuck with me. No, yeah. but it's like, but you know, and that's one thing yeah. that won't go away. Like once right. you once you learn it, like it, it'll be some things to where you may not remember it as much as before. Mm -hmm. But the general concepts, mm -hmm. you'll you'll remember that. And when you're making beats, like even if you may not be able to play something, but you know, like a dope. Uh, bassist or uh, dope pianist that can come in and play it you can co you can coach them on mm -hmm. saying like hey I want to take the track here doing a b c x y and z can you take it there and like that takes general music theory and music knowledge in order exactly. to coach somebody on how to do that and let them you know get get busy with it it's so but can say it better yeah can not say it better but yeah, man, we about to close it out in just a moment, my brother. But uh, I want to go ahead and let you get your final thoughts out. So for the people out there, before I have you get out, give out any of your contact information, do you have any final thoughts you want to give to people out there? Um, Yeah, man, like just uh, everybody out there, just keep getting better, continue to network, continue to learn. Um, it's no reason, especially in this day and age, to where you can't learn new things. Um, the Internet is one of the best creations ever so just continue to learn continue to make dope music and you know just grow and help others from it there you go consider better myself man yeah. but uh the beautiful couple i truly do appreciate y'all for coming out thank, thank you. you so much again Re truly truly do appreciate y'all coming on like i said congratulations again thank you you like to say you know for being you know first time out Definitely made a hell of an impression. Definitely appreciate you doing that, man. You're going to be on the uh, next month for uh, the big battle. The yeah. big battle, first of the year, and on, on the 5th. Yeah. Uh, January 5th. It's the first Friday of the year. We're going to be doing it down at the Monocle. You know, it's going to be everyone that won Fresh Produce for 2017. All yeah. the big the big eight name, uh, the big eight. And Matt, it definitely became one of the eight. Just, yeah. just this past recently so make sure to get there early too get there early because like we just said that shit get packed yeah <laughs> definitely do that so it's down on Manchester and Taylor it's the monocle uh, down on by Manchester and Kings Highway area down the St. Louis City so just if you know that area uh, and look it up you know at monocle STL on their social media you can find them that way get the information that way but uh, speaking of information like I said um Give out your contact information where people can reach you at. Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram, just my full name, Matthew Thurman, no underscore on there. On Twitter, um, you can find me at Matthew underscore Thurman. Somebody else has the full name out. And then um, on Facebook, you can just Google my name, or Facebook my name, uh, Matthew Thurman. So just pretty simple. All in one. So there we go. There we go. Yep. Yeah, man. But like I said, man, this has been another awesome episode of Fresh Produce with the future Thurmans. <laughs> like I said, really do appreciate y'all for coming oh, out for, for episode 25. Um, so again, catch us every Monday 
on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Mixcloud, and on FreshProduceSTL.com. That's the main place we got all the episodes of the podcast from episode one with Trifecta all the way to Matt Thurman with episode 25. So make sure you check all of those out. Make sure you subscribe to us on all forms of social media at FruitBoomPod. And also, make sure to check us out, like I said, every Wednesday of the year, first Wednesday of the year, down at the Monocle um, for our B-Battle. And make sure you holler us any given time. And, oh, one more thing. Um, I want to uh, let people know we've been, um, as Fresh Produce, we've been talking about having an all-female producer battle sometime within the first quarter of the year. You know, try to get that kind of interest out there. Mm-hmm. So, I'm putting that out there for any ladies that are interested. Any lady, female producers that are interested in being in Fresh Produce, like, you know, eight producers, like I know a couple of female producer friends myself that would love to be in it. Yeah. So any female producers that are interested, beat makers, producers, whatever, definitely hit us up. Please contact us at FreshProduceSTL.com. Uh, we have contact information there. Also on all social media. So make sure you get at us and uh, guess uh, later on and I will holler at y'all later. Peace. One. <laughs>